Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. The words Chester A. Riley and knowledge do not belong together in a sentence, and yet somehow they came together in the name of today's episode, which is entitled Riley Seeks Knowledge. It is the 217th episode of The Life of Riley and originally aired on October 29. 1948. The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley, as a youth, was a tireless seeker after culture. In fact, Riley spent some of the best years of his life in this pursuit, all of them in the sixth grade. And now, although Riley is a grown man and the father of two children, this hunger for knowledge still persists. Peg, what time is it? Almost 9.30. Why do you keep asking the time? Well, I don't want to miss this program on the radio. It goes on at half past. Oh, you and that radio. I like the radio, but not 24 hours a day. Well, what else is there to do? Well, you might try reading a book. You haven't looked at one in years. That ain't so. I read plenty of books. Well, what was the last book you read? Well, uh, a, uh... Uh-huh. You see, you can't remember. I can so. I don't remember the title, but I know the story perfect. It was about some bears and a blonde dame named Goldie something. <laughs> Goldie Locks and the Three Bears. I meant a book you read as an adult. I was an adult. I only read it last year. <laughs> That's a book for babies. Well, I started it as a baby, but I didn't finish it until last year. I'm a slow reader. Oh. There's so many fine books for a grown man to read. Why don't you try to improve your mind, dear, with something educational? Well, I am trying. That's why I listen to the radio. I don't get trash, you know. Oh, well, that's different. Other people may listen to junk, but not me. This is real educational stuff. Oh, what program? It's the, uh, oh, it must be on now. Wait, you, 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 you can learn plenty listening to this. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, here again. It's time for the Crackpot Jackpot. <laughs> Brought to you by the makers of Snappies, America's favorite breakfast cereal. 
Snappies is no ordinary cereal. Scientific tests prove it. When you pour milk over other cereals, they merely crackle. Listen. Ah, but when you pour milk over Snappies, you get action. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, wake your tummy up with Snappies. Try Snappies and start the day off with a bang. <laughs> Very educational, if you're a moron. Oh. Wait a minute, it, it ain't started yet, kids. And no. now, all you kids out there from 8 to 80, huh? get set and try to crack the crackpot jackpot. And while our operator is placing our first call, I want to tell you late tuner inners that no one has answered the jackpot question for three whole weeks. So tonight, it's reached the grand total of $30,000, plus a big free box of Snappies. Boy, Peg, did you hear that? $30,000. It's not enough if you have to eat that cereal. <laughs> and now, I think we're ready for our first call, Mr. Howard Christie in Hogan's Quarters, North Dakota. Hello, Mr. Howard Christie. Uh, you sound breathless, sir. Oh, you were out in the barn milking your cow? More power to you, sir. <laughs> Ready for our jackpot question? All right, here it is. What is an aardvark? You have 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, what a cinch. 30 grand just for knowing a simple thing like what is a yard mark. <laughs> What's ignorant? <laughs> Look who's talking. You can't even pronounce it. It's aardvark. Huh? Ten seconds, Mr. Christie. <laughs> the poor chap don't know. <laughs> I bet he's dying. I, I, I bet he could take poison. <laughs> I bet he could throw himself out of the window. <laughs> Ain't this program fun, Peg? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hilarious. <laughs> All right, Mr. Christie, your time is just about up. This is your last chance. What is an aardvark? Uh, what's that? I didn't quite get that, Mr. Christie. What? You say it is... You're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Hey, what did you turn that off for? Oh, Peg? I I'm... had enough of that. It's a waste of electricity. Oh, I could listen all night. Can you imagine that poor sap? Thirty grand. Down the drain. <laughs> He'll hate himself the rest of his life. His wife will hate him. His kids will hate him. His grandchildren will hate him. <laughs> That's what I like about this program. It's a real family show. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Honest, Riley, don't you think you might be occupying your time with something a little better than that crackpot jackpot? After all, you got a daughter going to college now. She brings friends home. You ought to keep up to date so you can discuss things with them. Well, I do discuss things with them. D didn't you hear me the last time the girls in Babs' club met here? I talked plenty. Oh, and a fine subject you picked. You went on all evening long about your tonsil operations. <laughs> Well, what's so terrible? Is that bad manners? Oh, no, no, of course not. It's perfect etiquette. I'm sure Emily posted approves. Especially when you brought your tonsils out in that bottle and showed them to her. <laughs> well, they were very impressed. And Babs was proud of me. After all, it ain't every girl has a father with three tonsils. <laughs> Hello, Bessie. Hello, Daddy. Well, what do you got in that package there, dear? Oh, it's a little surprise I bought for Bessie's club meeting tomorrow night. You know, to dress up the living room. 
Oh, but, Daddy, I... Look, fancy ashtray. Oh, that was thoughtful of you, dear. We're always losing ashtrays. Now, we won't lose these. Look what's printed on them. Oh, Riley, how could you? Oh, what does it say, Mother? Stolen from the Rileys. (laughs) Oh, Daddy, they're in such bad taste. Well, I thought they were cute. Give the girls a laugh. I know I get a laugh every time I look at that ashtray I have in my room that says, Stolen from the Gillises. <laughs> I'm sure your girlfriend. Well, it really be... doesn't matter. They're not meeting here tomorrow anyway. I forgot to tell you. But it's your turn, Babs. Well, why aren't they? Riley, suppose we let Babs handle her own affairs. I agree. But why don't they come here like last time? Well, the last meeting wasn't very successful, so I suggested we all meet at Helene Bidwell. Oh, but you're wrong. It was a great success. I had a wonderful time. I was. Oh. Oh, I get it. It's account of me. You don't want your fancy college friends to meet me. Oh, Daddy, that's ridiculous. It's true. You, you, you said so just before. You, you said I taste bad. Oh. <laughs> You're being very silly. It has nothing to do with you, Daddy. It's the house. There are too many girls and the house is too small. Small? You call this house small? The trouble with you kids is you're spoiled. You should have seen the place your mother and me lived in when we first got married. We had one tiny room. At night, if I stretched out in bed, my feet would hang out the window. <laughs> Every morning at five o'clock sharp, the milkman's horse would lick him. <laughs> Here I slave and sacrifice, and you're ashamed of your own home. All right, you're... Daddy. My goodness, if I'd known you were going to make such a fuss. I'll call Helene and change the meeting back to here. No, that's more like it. And the next time before you complain about your home, read that sign that's hanging on the wall over the mantelpiece. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. You know why I hung that there, don't you? Yes, to hide the ink stain you made. Hey. Hi there, Ronnie. Oh, hello, Gillis. Hey, why are you so red in the face, Ronnie? I just gave Babs a good balling out. I bought a little something to dress up the house, and you know what she said. How should I know? I ain't the kind of a guy goes around snooping, eavesdropping on his next-door neighbor. Oh, she said I have bad taste. Boy, I told her off plenty. You were right. And by the way, how about giving back that ashtray you stole from me? <laughs> <laughs> you heard. Accidental. <laughs> Imagine changing the meeting because she's ashamed of the house. Why, Riley, it ain't the house. But she said it She was... wouldn't tell you the truth. Babs is ashamed of you. Oh, no, no, Gillis, no, Face no. Face the facts, you... Riley. Ain't I always told you the truth? Uh-huh. Who told you you had borderline anemia? I did. <laughs> when your shakes had tattletale gray, who tattled? I did. <laughs> and now I'm doing you another favor. I'm telling you, your daughter is ashamed of your ignorance. <laughs> well, thanks. You're sweet to me, Gillis, but... Gee, I just can't believe it. I ain't that ignorant. Oh, no? What do you know what's going on in the world? For instance, what do you know about Berlin? Greatest songwriter in the world. <laughs> always, I'll be loving you, always. No, no, not Berlin the compositor. <laughs> I meant Berlin the city. You know, ta da ta da ta 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 Berlin. <laughs> oh, that's Berlin? Well, Why do you uh, know what's going on in Korea or Italy or, or Palestine or Yugo or Slavia? Wait. 
Wait a minute, I'm still in Berlin. <laughs> Let's face it, Riley. Between your brain and the rest of the world, there's an iron curtain. Gillis, <laughs> I never realized that... Oh, oh this is... Tiny, I got a book that's just a thing for you. The Cyclopedia of Universal Knowledge. You read this from A to Z, you'll know everything you have to know. Yeah, but Babs is meeting us tonight. I'd like to make a good impression. I can't read a whole book before... You don't have to. Just study up one hunk of knowledge. Then wait for the right opening of the conversation and jump in. Babs, we proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what I'll do, Gillis. I'll go get the book right now. Oh, Gillis, you're the best pal a man ever had. Well, to show you the kind of a pal I really am, I'm only going to charge you a dollar deposit and two cents a day. <laughs> Riley, what's that big book you got there? Hey, you are looking at a new Riley. Riley of the Intelligentsia. Riley the Human Bookworm. What are you talking about? Well, you see this book? Cyclopedia Universal Knowledge. Yep, I'm reading it from A to Z. I'm going to be right up to date. Oh, let me see it. Well, sure, here. This book is going to bring you up to date? You bet. <laughs> Riley, it was published in 1890. Now, take my advice and throw this book away. You won't learn anything useful. Hmm. Oh, that's a fine thing. Fella tries to improve his stupidity, his own wife last time. <laughs> All right, it's your time, your way, Well, I'm starting on page one. Now, let's see. The, uh, aardvark. The aardvark is... Peg, look, it's in here. What is it? The aardvark. Don't you remember the crackpot jackpot program? Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> they were going to pay a guy $30,000 if he didn't know what the aardvark was, and here's the answer, right here in this book. Listen, the aardvark, a large knock burrowing mammal of Africa, subsisting largely on termites and having a long, extensive tongue, claws, and conspicuously long ears. A perfect description of your friend Gillis. And you said there was nothing useful in this book. And right on page one, there's a fortune of information. Well, I'm going to read this book from cover to cover, and I don't want to be disturbed. All right, dear, but don't snore too loud while you're reading. Uh, well, let's see, uh, the aardvark is a large nocturnal burrowing mammal subsisting largely on termites and having a long, extensile tongue, claws, and conspicuously long ears. The aardvark is a termites, and claws, and a conspicuously long ears. <clears throat> well, I think I ought to know it off by heart by now. I'll try it without looking. <clears throat> the aardvark is a large maternal mammy who burrows termites... <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe I ought to look once more. <clears throat> the aardvark is a large... The aardvark is a large... Long, extensive tongue, claws, inconspicuously long ears. I know it. I know it. Not so loud. The girls will hear you in the living room. where are you going? Well, just going to say hello to the girl. Riley, you stay out of here. Oh, Peg, stop worrying. I haven't got my tonsils on me. You can search me. Riley! I'll be right back. Oh, but that's ridiculous, Helene. I don't see why it's ridiculous. Oh, hello, girl. Oh, hello, Miss Helene. Uh, if you just look at statistics, you'd find that ever since price controls... I studied the statistics. And I know just what you're going to say, but you're wrong. Uh, what's the argument, little lady? We were just discussing inflation, Mr. Riley. 
What would you say is the major cause of inflation? The cause of inflation? Well, uh, the <laughs> cause of inflation. <clears throat> the cause of inflation is, uh... Did you know that the aardvark is a large nocturnal coral mammal consisting largely on termites and have a long Tchaikovsky or Paganini in the same breath with Burley. I don't agree with you at all, Bat. Mr. Riley. Huh? Uh, what do you think, Mr. Riley? Uh, pardon me, I, I wasn't listening. What do you think of Berlin? Oh, Berlin? Well, if the Russians and the Americans... <sighs> Daddy, we're talking about Berlin, the songwriter. Oh, you don't mean Berlin. Berlin. You mean, I'll be loving you always. Daddy. I mean, uh, I mean uh, did you know that the art park is a large nut? <laughs> well, I'm no political expert, Bass, but my father says that Dewey will carry at least 40 states. <laughs> oh, I don't see how he can. The polls indicate the present Truman's gaining. What do you think, Mr. Riley? Who are you for? Truman, Dewey, or Wallace? Now, personally, I'm voting for the aardvark. Well, what I mean was, it's, 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 did you know that the aardvark... <laughs> and now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Poor Riley is in the doghouse with his wife and daughter, Bab. Hi, I'm home. Hi, Bebsy. Mother, shall I set the table? Hi, Peg. Uh, yes, we'll eat now, dear. Hi, Bebsy. Is there a clean tablecloth? Hi, Peg. Uh, in the door there. Hi, Bebsy. This one? Hi, Peg. Uh, no, no, the bottom one. Hi, Bebsy. Wait a minute. What's going on here? I don't like talking to myself. I want an intelligent answer. <laughs> Bev, why don't you say hello? She isn't talking to you. Well, well, that's a fine thing. Peg, did you hear what I said? Peg, say something. <laughs> Mother isn't talking to you either. Well, well, that's a nice way to treat me. I work hard all day. I come home, everybody ignores me. Even a dog, when he comes in the house, people say hello to him. I'm entitled to that much. Hello, Rover. I'm sorry about last night, but it wasn't my fault. I only had time to study up about the aardvark. Aardvark? Oh, Riley. If I hear that ridiculous word once more, I'll... All right, I'll all scream. right, all right. I admit I made a mistake. Anybody can make a little mistake. That's why we have Alcatraz. <laughs> I'm only human. Forgive and forget. Come on, huh? 
All right, Daddy, I forgive you. It's over. Oh, sure. Anyway, no harm was done. Oh, no, no. Only Babs is on the phone all day long, explaining to her friends that her father isn't really a moron. <laughs> well, thanks, Babsy. He just acts that way. <laughs> now, that's going too far. I don't have to stand here and be insulted in my own house. I'm leaving. So where are you going? I'm going out, and maybe I'll never come back. This is probably the last you'll ever see of me. I'll go right after supper. <laughs> oh, what a life. A house full of people and they don't talk to me. It's exactly the same down at night, ladies. <laughs> Who's that? It is I. Big Odell, the friendly undertaker. Your door was open. Well, you should have knocked, Tiggy. You scared the life out of me. Please, let's not talk shop. <laughs> I've been sitting here moping, Digger, trying to figure out the modern kids. Believe me, they can be a problem. Oh, yes. Most unpredictable. The other day, some scurrilous scamp stole a sign from a catering concern and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. <laughs> well, why? What did the sign say? Special rates for large parties. But <laughs> well, it ain't what Beth did it to in front of her friend. Oh, it happens to every father. Take an incident with my daughter, Lily Fern. The dear child introduced me to a boyfriend of hers. He was one of those jitterbugs. In the course of our chat, he said to me, Do you dig me, Jackson? And I replied, I dig everybody, but my name isn't Jackson. <laughs> well, it, it all started on a kind of this here book, a, a cyclopedia. I was trying to improve myself. Oh, let me see. Here. Hmm. Riley, this book was published in 1890. It's worse than useless. Uh, that's what my wife said. That's why we had a fight. Your dear spouse was right. So admit you were in the wrong. Oh, no. No, I can't. Riley, this is no time for foolish pride. As we say in my circle, get off your high horse. <laughs> Go to her. Humble yourself. Yes, you're, you're right, Digger. I, I, I've been a fool, and it's that Gillis's fault. He got me into this. If he hadn't given me this book, well, I'll fix him in his book. Give, give that to me, Digger. Easy now, man. Easy. Marty, what on earth are you doing? I'm tearing up this book. It's worse than useless. Well, now you're showing right. some sense. But you don't have to destroy it. I'm tearing it up in a thousand pieces. You were right all along, Peg. Why didn't I listen to you? I should have let you straighten me out instead of going to Digger. There I disagree with you. <laughs> well, it's all over and past, so let's forget about oh, it. I've already forgotten. As far as I'm concerned, I never heard of this book. I'm just going to be my own sweet, ignorant self. <laughs> Hello? Is uh, that Chester A. Riley? Speaking. Uh, Mr. Riley, this is the Crackpot Jackpot calling. Well, I'm not interested in them. <laughs> what? The uh, Crackpot Jackpot. Mm -hmm. What is it, Riley? <laughs> it's the Crack Jackpot Pot. It's the Crack Jackpot Crack. The Crack Jackpot Jackpot. It's shot for the That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Uh, hello, Mr. Riley. Yes. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Uh, Mr. Riley, if you can answer our jackpot questions correctly, you will get $35,000 in cash. 
or its equivalent, groceries for a family of four for six months. Riley, stop teasing me. <laughs> Answer the question first. Are you ready for the question, Mr. Riley? Yes, I'm ready. All right, here it is. What is an aardvark? An aardvark? Hey, they're asking me what an aardvark is. You have 15 seconds. Well, I know it. I know it. We'll be rich, Peg. We'll be rich. You have only 10 seconds. What is it, Mr. Riley? I know it. I know it. Send the money to 1313 Blueview Terrace. Uh, first, you have to tell me, what is an art box? Oh, it's a cinch. An art box is... An art box is... An art box Would you mind repeating the question? What is an art box? Five seconds left. An art box. Hey, the book. Get the book. Look it up in the book. It's all going up. Three seconds. An art box is... It's an art box. I don't remember. I don't remember. Sorry, but cheer up, Mr. Riley. You win a free box from that tummy tickling table treat. Snappies. Goodbye. No, no, wait, don't hang up. I remember. Oh, this is the operator. An odd park is a large nocturnal burrow and mammal, subsists of large ant termites with a long extensile tongue, claws, and conspicuously long ears. I'm sorry, there is no such number. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. We'll be back in just a moment. Riley, will you eat your breakfast? I can't get over it. I, I, I just can't get over it. All that money. We'd have been so rich. You could have had a mink coat. Oh, I'll live without one. Babs could have had a mink cape. And I could have had a mink sweatshirt. <laughs> The chance of a lifetime to get now, rich and I... Stop thinking have... about it, Riley. If you don't, you'll go crazy. Yes, I know, I know, I know. You're right. I'd better forget about it. Well, anyway, there's one consolation. We got this here free box of snappies. <laughs> I think I'll eat. Here's the milk. Uh, you, you better hold your ears, Peg. You know what goes on when you pour milk over these snappies. <laughs> well, here goes. Just ain't got no luck. I wonder if the Encyclopedia of Knowledge had Riley's picture next to the article on imbecile. <laughs> that guy. But he gives us lots of laughs. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. In the words of Anne Truitt, compassion is one of the purest springs 
of love.